Welcome into another episode of First to the Floor. Ben Vallis here. Thank you for joining us. Hope you're doing well. Alongside me here is Jake Eisenberg. He has returned from his European adventure, but we're also very happy to be joined by a very special guest, Celtics superfan, the king of Celtics social media. He was quote tweeted by Jason Tatum just earlier today. It's Green Runs Deep. Welcome, man. How you doing? What's up, my brothers? I'm very happy to come on here. First to the floor, Celtics in four, you know the fucking vibes. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah. We're throwing that straight into the next intro. That's awesome. Thanks, dude. Yeah, we're so so happy to have you. How are you doing? How are you keeping busy this offseason? Um, I'm hanging in there. I'm spending a lot of time with my family right now. Um, but at the same time, like my nose is in my phone getting every single ounce of Celtics content. I really like what you guys have been doing. You guys have been building your podcast up and we talked for a long time about me jumping on a, an episode. I was just waiting till you got to this moment where you guys are right now and you guys are <laughs> catching steam. Nah, I'm just kidding. Nah, I, I, I gave you guys a shout out on Twitter because I do respect what you guys are doing right now. And this is like the deadest month of the whole NBA year. And you guys are giving the people content. And you guys do it because you guys love the team just like I do. So that's why I respect you guys as much as I do. I really appreciate the man. The feeling's mutual. I and mean, this is where we thrive as I guess the, the 20th ish best Celtics podcast out there is when there's no <laughs> games on, you just have to make shit up to get by. That's our, that's our strong suit there. Would you agree, Jake? That's right. The, the more nonsense, the better, the, the closer we get to insanity, the, the quality of the content just, just levels up. And I think when we're getting on GRD here, I think he fits right into this, yeah, this little niche. Let's get the energy up. Let's, uh, let's fire away some off season, off season takes. Yeah. Hey, I mean, this, this league that we all choose to follow and love is drama filled like 11 months out of the year. I always say August is like the dead month, but. We out here. So the, the people that are tuned into this episode, I'll pat them all on the back because those are real fans that are tapping in with us too. So I have That's a right. lot of respect for people that rock with the Shamrock 24 hours a day, seven days a week, even in August. I fuck with you guys. Likewise. Yeah. All right. Well, look, <laughs> let's get into some of this off-season stuff. And the first thing I want to ask you is how are you coping with, what are your, how are you progressing with getting over Marcus Smart being traded, something that we never thought would happen? It's happened now. How are you, how are you dealing with that? To be honest, I never looked at Marcus as like an untouchable guy. I looked at Marcus as like, uh, like I feel like the Celtics went as far as they could with him. Unfortunately, they never got that ring in 22. And I don't know. I really believe the Celtics are like they were due for like a, just a shakeup. And I think this was a smart move. And I'm really excited, to be honest. So as much as it was wow. sad, I know you guys were on Instagram. You guys were live when, when the midnight yeah. train broke down. 11.52 yeah. at night. And I was shocked. I was like. Nobody expected that shit, but at the same time, it, it took me like a week to get over it, and I really liked the return, and I don't know, I said as though we know basketball, Brad Stevens must have got that offer, and he's like, holy shit, I got to take this. Like, <laughs> like he sold really high on, on a good part of the team, but 
I like the return. Like I said, I'm excited. You, you, you have to be. And like you talking about that return, I've been looking at like the, the 25, 26 season, like looking at getting Derek White extended and all this stuff. And it's like the cap's going to get tight. And then you look at like we've got this Warriors first round pick and this this our own first round pick. Like you need cheap value, like cheap talent on the roster. And all of a sudden it's like Brad's playing for now while also playing for the future. Like you can't. You can't fault the return, like, and you know, as I as I watch more and more Porzingis highlights, um, I see I'm getting more and more over the the Marcus Smart well, trade. Yeah. To be honest, <laughs> you seen this guy talk to us last season, and that should be enough to just say like, "Yo, I welcome this guy with a smile." <laughs> yes, yes. Plus, he follows me on he follows me on Twitter, so you know, Marcus okay. over the last like nine years never followed me on Twitter, so. Oh man, Stamps is already getting one thing. Welcome to Boston, real quick, you know. Yeah, uh, I, was, I was looking at your Twitter account earlier. Just you know, we like to scope out our guests before we have them on. You follow one person on Twitter, and that person is Chris Stamps Porzingis, which I thought was amazing. I mean, in the off season, I I was getting sick of people being so negative, so I just unfollowed everybody. And the only person I follow right now, <laughs> Chris Stamps. I'm still <laughs> tapped in. I still know what everybody's saying. All the people talking trash about the Celtics. I'm, I'm taking screenshots and waiting until we hoist that yeah. banner in June, and then I'm putting everybody on blast. I love, I love the energy. I love the energy so much. And speaking of energy, we have a we have a mailbag question from first of the floor superfan Michael. Uh, no relation to anyone on this podcast at all. But um, <laughs> as a Marcus Smart fan, I was always annoyed that the national media did not appreciate him. So why the fuck are they giving him so much love now and overrating him? That that also goes for Grant Williams as well. So I feel like, you know, national media was very quick to say Marcus Smart overrated, Grant Williams overrated. Um, but now you listen to national podcasts, local podcasts, and Marcus Smart's the savior for the Grizzlies and Grant Williams is about to be um, the savior for the Mavericks. I, I, I'm not sure I see the there's – a, there's a cognitive dissonance going on here, GRD. Okay, I'll throw my input on this. Two or three years ago on the trade deadline when the Celtics got Evan Fournier, the Celtics were actively shopping Marcus around. And to get him off of the Celtics went the team-friendly deal, I thought. They were going to have to attach picks to him. So then, all of a sudden, they gave this guy free reigns and let him be the point guard, and he boosted his value. He got the DPOY, and then last year, he... His value fell a little bit, but Brad still sold the guy high. So I don't care what anybody says. Like, the Celtics <laughs> made a smart move, if you ask me. What, do you remember that, though? When the Celtics oh, yeah. were actively shopping smart and, like, did I want him gone at that time? Hell no. It was the year that, like, Aaron Gordon was getting mentioned, this right. and that. But I believe they sold that uh, smart when the value was where it was, and I'm very happy with the return, like I keep reiterating. Ben, what do you reckon about this? This I don't know. It feels like a a reevaluation of Marcus Smart's value after he's left the Celtics by the national media. Uh, yeah, and it's it's certainly like a grass is always greener situation. Like he was the scapegoat, and Grant Williams as well. Like I'm gonna make them both is a recent example. The scapegoat for, for many Celtics losses and, and pitfalls. But as soon as they go, it's like what? What are you doing? Like this is the culture. This is the team's culture. You've shipped them right out the door. What are you doing? That's irreplaceable. And yet we spent the whole time that they were on the team 
basically completely shitting on them. So that's just classic mainstream media, right? They're going to choose the narrative that generates the most clicks. And uh, that's just what they're, they're backing um, at this point. But, you know, two first round picks back to Boston, along with Chris Tapps Porzingis, who just had the best season of his life. Um, I'm terrified about this Latvia FIBA situation coming I up. Know, I don't think I can even watch the games. I'm, I'm so afraid that he's going to gallow his knees. No, I love the World Cup, yeah, too. So yeah, I'll be I love the World Cup. I'll be watching the Aussies uh, and the yeah. US, but I'm staying away from Latvia. Uh, but <laughs> I'm rooting for yeah. Canada. I'm rooting for Canada. They need to make it so they could be in the Olympics. I haven't been out there in a while. So oh, they got yeah. a crazy roster. They got they'll they'll be in there. I believe so. They got a Celtic on their team, too. Uh, I'll say he's going to play on Team Canada. Oh, cool. All right. Yeah, cool. I didn't know nice. that. Yeah, I mean, they got the the Shea Jamal Murray backcourt. Like, that's that's pretty nasty. So They're playing I'm a kidding. win, I think. Canada's coming oh, yeah. for that. For sure. <laughs> Josh, Josh Giddy's uh, coming for them all. Um, yeah, but, that's right. <laughs> sticking, sticking with Porzingis, the big zing dog. Are you all in on Porzingis, or do you, do you have some doubts? Like, obviously, the, he's had some tumultuous seasons recently uh some injury concerns are you all in on the fact that he's first of all going to compliment the jays and then just individually have some success in boston as well so number one i'm like i don't need to be all all excited about it but like i was jumping for joy when when the first trade broke with the malcolm brog that obviously everybody in their mother was going i was so excited that when we did have to trade smart i got kicked in the nuts a little bit but then when I came back to reality, I realized, yo, this motherfucker is 7'2 and can shoot threes and can defend in the paint. We're going to rock him and Rob down low. Who scored on us this year? <laughs> I, I don't know. I met Porzingis at a UFC event uh, like in 2020 when it was a McGregor fight. I was, I was talking to him and I told him at the time his record was like 2-16 and 16 against the Celtics. And I told that to him and I said, <laughs> when you're on the Celtics, you don't have to face the Celtics. So come to the Celtics. That was like when he was still on the Knicks, I believe. Uh, that's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> so it's kind of crazy that he's a Celtic now. I'm always like, I keep stupid things in my head to say to players when I see them, but I'll never Smart. forget that. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, I, yeah. I, do the, I do the same thing too, except my chance of running into them is like exponentially lower being um, where I am. <laughs> but I'm, I'm, I'm glad that you're, I'm glad that you're carrying the torch. Um, yeah, I'm we, a cheerleader. We want, I'm a cheerleader exactly. for the Celtics 24-7. Well, now, now when you run into <laughs> KP, he's going to remember that and be like, dude, I took your advice. It took me about took me five years too. Yeah, it took, <laughs> took me about five years too long. And you're going to be like, that's right, KP. Now you got to come on the first of the four podcasts. We'll get a four-way going. That would be a good idea. <laughs> Does Great he? Idea. He speaks good English. We could get his ass oh, yeah. on you. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. He, he's he's actually that. kind of he's like low-key pretty funny. So I'm excited for some of his uh, some of his media stuff. People have said some things about his brothers. His brothers are big fans, and they go to the games too. So hopefully, I link up with them. There we go. Ah, Hell yeah, I love it. But I mean, I'm. I'm pretty all in on the on the Porzingis fit on the Celtics now. Like when you you already say, you know, they needed a bit of a shake up and they needed to maybe change their identity to like get them to this to this next level. Um, that makes them like a, a a real perennial contender, which I guess they already were. But um the versatility that I think Porzingis gives them on offense, like I love Al, I love Rob. Um Horford's become a sniper, Rob's an elite lob threat. Um Porzingis is both 
a, a better shooter, a more willing shooter, more range than Horford. Um, he's a lob threat like Rob is, but also you can give it to Rob in the post. He can, as you saw those, if you're watching on YouTube, you saw I ran some highlights. Um, you can watch two, two, you know, minutes of KP highlights and he's a three level scorer at seven foot two while also being, um, an elite rim protector. As you said, um, We've touched on the zone that they're running in Summer League, but to see Rob and KP back there protecting the rim, um, I think, especially from a regular season perspective, I think the Celtics could just, like, dominate teams on a, on a night-to-night basis, like, just playing the math game, um, getting up and down the court. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm with you, GRD. Like, I think Bro, KP's going to be he, a really good fit. He shoots threes. He's going to defend in the paint. He's... Picked his number because he saw a Photoshop that I made of him. Uh, he's white. This dude's jersey is going to fly in Boston. All these white boys are going to be wearing number eight jerseys. God damn. I can't even know. Wait to see this guy put the uniform on. I'm excited. I get excited when I see this guy wearing just a, like the warm-ups. He, he was wearing like a Celtic shirt in, in his country, like putting in work. I get excited for that. So wait until media day, you know I'm going to be losing it. (laughs) (laughs) I think Jonas Derebko as well, famous uh, white guy, number eight Celtic, uh, a couple of years back. Uh, That's right, the Swedish fish. I'm pretty sure that his own country deserted him because he he was like playing in Russia, my boy Jonas. Like (laughs) after after the war on Russia, he was like playing over there. So now his country like, Tell him you're not walking back to our country. Some crazy shit. Shit. Yeah. Right. Well, hopefully Just... that doesn't happen to Paul Zingas. Uh, nah, nah, he's he good. <laughs> I can't wait to see him attack those Miami Heat zones and just get him to the nail. Get him the ball, lob pass, only where Porzingis can catch it and play make or shoot out of that. I cannot wait to see that version of the Celtics. Before we move on, we've got to get to a quick ad read here from our sponsor, FanDuel. The CLNS Media Network is powered by FanDuel. Sign up at FanDuel.com slash Boston and get in on the action with $200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Got some new ad copy here. Football season is about to kick off and FanDuel is giving you the chance to win all season long because right now when you bet on a Super Bowl winner, you can get a bonus bet every time they win in the regular season. Just pick any team to win the Super Bowl and you'll get a bonus bet for every victory. You can use your bonus bets on spreads, player props, over-unders, and more. So visit FanDuel.com slash Boston and start earning Bonus bets with America's number one sports book. That's FanDuel.com slash Boston. GRD, I'll ask you because I know almost nothing about the NFL other than playing Madden every now and then. Who do you think is going to win the Super Bowl this year? And why um, is it the This pick? year, I think uh, I don't want to pick one of the favorites. I'll give the people the odds. I think the New York Jets are going to win the Super Bowl. Oh, first, time, <laughs> first time since 1969, they win green. I think the Jets might win. <laughs> Wow, green runs deep. Oh man, <laughs> you know the fucking vibes. Uh, no, I can't, I can't, I can't co-sign that one. Unfortunately, what do you mean? Um, I'm telling you, that's good odds. You don't want me to say, oh, the Kansas City Chiefs, Philadelphia Eagles. I'm giving the people some good odds. Jets are probably yeah. plus eighteen hundred. Make your money right there. I'll see you in Vegas, February eighth, Super Bowl. 
<laughs> okay, I like it. From, from from a long odds perspective, I like it. But that little caveat, you get a bonus bet every time your team wins a regular season game. That's why I would go with a favorite. That's why I would go with the Chiefs because they're going to win 13 games. You're going to get a bonus bet every time. But hey, look. I like I like that little bonus fan duels throwing yeah. you guys. I like I that. like it. I like it. Um, but look, if you're, if you're I, I've, I've, I've placed my pats to win the AFC East bet at like plus 750. <laughs> so, uh, so you, 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 want, you want good yeah, odds? Yeah, this is what you did right there. You got earn your money up in the air. <laughs> Probably, but I need, I need, I need something to con- to convince myself to actually get excited to watch these to watch these games because it was it was a rough watch on the Pats last season, but that's all right. Yeah, you're better off drinking bleach if you think the Patriots are going to win the Super Bowl. <laughs> AFC East, AFC East, not win the Super Bowl. <laughs> I don't think so. I, I think next, you might be right. Next topic. Yes, right. All right. The much more interesting, much more niche topic. The Boston Celtics have reportedly offered Svee Mikhailuk a contract. He is deciding between the Boston Celtics and Panathinaikos, which is the professional team in Athens. And you'd think after just visiting Athens, I would have been able to pronounce the professional basketball team slightly better than I just attempted there. But do you have any thoughts on Svee uh, potentially wearing green next season? I don't know when he faced the Celtics, he fucking torched the Celtics. So yeah, yeah. And if you're going off of that, you're going off and you got Chris Stouts after he torched the Celtics. You you <laughs> going after this clown that torched the Celtics. I think he signed me up. But also, <laughs> how does this guy like what the fuck is the choice between a Euro team and a positive Celtics seventeen time champions? How is that even a, a totally well, here's the choice. Um, he's he's not going to play for the Boston Celtics. Probably. Game, right? Yeah. Well, hey, he's he, he's the thing. He he's 26 years old. This guy might, might actually want to put put get a couple dribbles in, couple get a, get a couple shots up. So I'm I think he's tossing up banner 18 with actually playing. I think he From earns what? more money in Greece as well. I think Greece he might actually, actually get more money. Him more money. Yeah. Okay, maybe maybe he's looking for paper. But if I was him, I'll come to Boston. Eat some lobster over here and put a banner in the sky, etch his name in history, and he will never have to pay for a meal in the city ever again. It's a no-brainer to play for the Boston Celtics if it's really on the table. I, yeah, I do wonder if they're, if the Sfee's agent is using the Celtics as like a little bit of leverage here to maybe get a little more money in Greece. But hey, look... As far as your 14th roster spot goes, I don't hate it. It's like six foot seven, 26 years old. Last three seasons, he shot 38% from three. And this isn't, this isn't a, a Grant Williams 38% from three where he only shoots wide open threes. <laughs> this dude is like, this dude, this dude fires. He's like nah, Sam Howell. No, yeah, he, 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 he gets a sliver of daylight and he'll, he'll fire away. So like he, he does put a bit of pressure on defenses from that perspective, but you could do a lot worse as your, 14th man as and not to go back to um the schadenfreude report from last from last episode but you could sign 30 year old which i checked today which i did not realize that the nasa's on 30 you know the upside you could get that you, that could have been your 14th 15th man so we could do worse with speed i do have <laughs> a question a, for, he's a glorified cheerleader that's i right. don't know how to pronounce the guy's name but i know <laughs> his game if he wants to sign with boston i i want that guy Mm-hmm. All right, I love it. Well, okay, so I'm gonna I'm gonna give you some other available free agents here, and I'm gonna give you both of you, and I'll take one as well, one pick. And which of these guys can you talk yourself into being a being a 14th or 15th man 
for the Celtics next season. We got Christian Wood, Kelly Oubre, Hamadou Diallo, Blake Griffin, (laughs) Gorgie Dang, Demarcus Cousins, Wenyan Gabriel, Wenyan Gabriel, Jermichael Green, Ish Smith, Celtics killer, Rudy Gay, who's 37, Lamar Stevens, Javante Green, Jalen Noel, Austin Rivers, John Wall, Terrence Davins, or Boban Marjanovic. Any of those guys jump out to you? Yeah, G.I.D., you got the first pick. Who you got? I take it it's not Kelly Oubre. I'm a vibes guy. I want Blake Griffin back. The vibes were good with Blake Griffin, the bus one boys. Bring Blake Griffin back. And yeah, he still needs a banner on his fucking resume. So bring Blake Black. <laughs> yeah, I, I agree Blake with that. Back. Let's go. <laughs> I, I hope that we, because we've got a 15th roster spot as well, right? So I'm, I'm hopeful that we're just hanging out or Blake's hanging out uh, to fill that 15th roster spot. Uh, I, I know you uh, sort of scoffed at this GID, but Kelly Oubre. Uh, I hate was- that guy. <laughs> when was uh, it that? When was it that the Celtics and him went at it? Was it when he was with Washington in the playoff right, series? Sir. That's yeah. right. He he bum Kelly rushed versus Ke- Kelly. Ke- yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. right. That's, That's when he right. was a young pup. Now, Ben, I know Kelly Oubre. He's a shiny. He's a shiny object. He's a name you recognize. He's put up numbers, but there's like some alarming like. Assist assist stats with him, like he has oh, like a I twenty. Know. Okay, yeah, like twenty three percent usage with Charlotte, with like a four percent assist rate on a team where we're already a little worried about passing and playmaking. I would be very hesitant to add a guy that like pretty much does not know how to pass the ball. So yeah, I mean, he, nice he can defend a little bit, Connie. He can defend somewhat. <laughs> and, and He's a prima yeah, donna. <laughs> this team needs a bully, and Kelly Oubre is a pussy. So, yeah, I, I so we're, we're looking at these other names here, right? So Christian Wood, maybe Hamadale Diallo sort of fits that that wing player archetype who's like less of a douchebag. Maybe he's a better option for the Celtics. I like douchebags. Um, I want somebody that's going to punch somebody in the face. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, maybe, maybe Diallo is, is the way to go there. I think Javante Green is probably the name that stands out to me the most as far as he, fitting that positional name. Yeah. He's friends with Tatum. He's been a Celtic. He's a he dunker. follows me on Instagram. I like him. There we go. He's old. I, old. He makes fun I, of me because of when I dressed up like a taco, though. Every time he sees me, that's what he calls me, a taco. <laughs> that's funny. I might start making fun of you for that as well. That's um, fucked up. <laughs> um, I, do, I do wonder that, that Javante's knee is an issue because I'm surprised that he hasn't been signed because he was legitimately good for the Bulls before he went down. Man, the, there's something with the Bulls and knee injuries at the moment between Lonzo and now Javante's knee as well. Um, I, I actually think that that's why he hasn't been signed yet because he was quality role player for both the Celtics and the Bulls. I think that he, and he wouldn't be looking for a big contract. Like I think Kelly Oubre is maybe holding out for like some, a slightly bigger contract than the minimum, but Javante Green would be at the top of my list. I, th- I think that his knee might be cooked. I think Hamadou Diallo is kind of like Javante Green light, very yeah. athletic, a worse Young. shooter than Young, worse shooter than Javante, but injecting some some athleticism into the team, I think is a good idea. Austin Rivers, I think he's actually still good, but I think he actually wants to play. Um, and so I, on a team like the Celtics, we're not really able to offer anyone real playing time. And so someone like Austin Rivers, I I think veteran presence be, would be good. But I think, GRD, you took Ben's pick. Let's be honest, Blake Griffin. Um, I think the vibes are important. And he was actually good. Hell he was actually yeah. good. He's he drawing the charges. Yeah. He's into every game on the bench yelling at the guys. I like that. 
Yeah, dude. And like he, he played in like, you know, Al's not going to play in back-to-backs. I liked the method of Blake Griffin didn't really play unless Al was resting, guys were injured, and they started him. They surrounded and him. And he other- stepped up when, yeah, like dude. you said, he contributed a couple of times. Talk about the one that comes to mind is uh, the Philly game where both Al and Rob are out. He hits five threes. They get a win. He's he got a couple of stops on MB. Like Blake's a really smart player, and when you surround him with a bunch of smart, talented guys like the Celtics have, he can fill a role for fifteen minutes a game, like 10, 10 games a season, and and just be like. And you talk about the vibes, the crowd, the bench. No one in, injects more energy into the Celtics then when Blake Griffin makes a play. Or when, Ben, it might be time. Tatum goes to the screen, gets one from White. Now he gives it to White. Trolls to the oh, basket. Oh, yes! Griffin, yes! Yes! Throw it up! You have just made my day. You have made my day, G- Jake. Thank you. At GRD, <laughs> you probably at that game. You know him better than anybody else. Like, if we can get the garden cranked up a notch, if Blake Griffin gets the garden cranked up a notch, like 10... 10 times a season, that's probably worth the veterans minimum. Hell yeah. Sign me up. I want it. And it. I'll add this in. One of the nicest guys in the world for, for like someone that was like one of the top 15 guys in the league. He was a MVP candidate in his career. Like he's such a nice guy, very humble guy. So I'm a vibes guy. I'm a green teamer. Bring Blake back to Boston. Yeah. Get it right now. Bro. Let's go. Let's do it. All right, moving on. And this is, how's this for a deep off-season cut? So, oh, some, wait, there's yeah. one more, one more. Harry Giles. I'm surprised that we yeah. haven't heard about him. Oh, sure. Ooh, We're talking about fun. one of Tatum's boyfriends already. Bring his other boyfriend <laughs> too. Harry Giles to Boston too. I'm Make surprised our boy happy. Yeah. I'm surprised he hasn't got, because the Celtics still have the third two-way slot available. Yeah. I'm surprised. And like there was the reports of Tatum fighting for the third two-way slot yep. specifically for guys eligibility to be extended if they have like an injury thing. So yeah. All it takes one phone call and he's a Celtic. Jason Tatum gotta call somebody and make him a fucking Celtic. Give him yeah. give him the third two way contract at least. Come on. It, it feels like like if he if he goes unsigned elsewhere in an actual NBA roster spot, like the Celtics will just pick him up in that third two way spot for no other reason Surely. than just to appease Tatum. Like, why wouldn't you? It seems like I, I'm beneficial. surprised it hasn't happened already. That's why I, I cut into you. I'm sorry for bothering no, you guys. No, no, <laughs> you're, the, you're the guest man. Take it wherever and you want to go. <laughs> he, he like he has talent. Like you know, he obviously had all the injury stuff, but like he. He can do a lot of different stuff on the court. I would, I would be happy giving him a two-way slot, even if Tatum wasn't on the on the team. So, uh, let's let's hope that happens. Like right now, right. we're at the end of the bench. We're just talking about vibes. We talked about Blake yeah. Griffin. We talked about <laughs> Javante Green. These guys might contribute three, four, five, six games a year. But I'm telling you this: I want the vibes, and Giles will definitely bring Tatum energy up. This that I like that. I will mention Boban as well as from a vibesman That's perspective. Vibes, yeah. That would be funny. Cornette's <laughs> contract is non-guaranteed this upcoming year, and they'll probably just once all the moves, all the pieces are in place, they'll probably just guarantee his deal for the upcoming season. If they don't, if he gets included in a trade or whatever it may be, Boban would be a good acquisition just from a locker room vibes perspective, and to see how him and Blake Griffin would vibe together uh, would be make for a lot of interesting content. I think. Oh right, man, you got to yeah, move on. You know, you're right. You got to move on. We got to move, move on. on. We got we've got a lot to get to in uh August. Uh unbelievable. Shout out so to the people good. in the chat too. 
That's right. Yeah, absolutely. Legends. Shout out to everyone joining us in the live stream. Uh, we love you guys. So this is some news, if you want to call it that. Maybe something, whatever a step below news is, this is what this is. This is a quote <laughs> from Scalabrini, Brian Scalabrini. Quote, I heard a rumor that my boy Cooper Flagg was at Jason Tatum's camp and he was busting Brad Beal one-on-one and Brad Beal got mad at him, started cussing him out. This dude is a major trash talker. So I guess the rumor is that Brad Beal and him was squaring off one-on-one and Brad Beal was taking it lightly. It's a high school kid. Then Cooper started giving it to him. And I guess the rumor is, is that Cooper started talking trash and Bradley Beal got mad, like really mad. So GRD, are we believing Scal? I think this was on Drew Hanlon's podcast or in a conversation with Drew Hanlon. Are we are we believing these guys and the rumors about... Yeah, there we go. There's a tweet up on screen if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, about Cooper Flagg taking it to, to Bradley Beal and, and Bradley Beal getting all pissed <laughs> off. I was texting Scout today about Cooper Flagg because he's been on him for like three years. He's been like his like NBA guy that's been like looking out for Cooper. And I don't know whether it's true, but I, be- I want to build Cooper up and believe that it's true. So I'm trying to like put all the steam behind this guy. Whenever you got a local guy from... This area that's doing what he's doing, you got to give him all the momentum. So I hope that he smacked Brad Beal in the face. Well, he'll just be, um, you know, next in the long list of Celtics that have been busting Brad Beal's ass for um, the last, like, decade. You know, started yeah, with the history there. Oh, well, we, we got we got Kelly Olynyk and IT busting Brad Beal back in uh, the glory days. I mean, Jason Tatum's been dropping 50 on Brad Beal pretty much since he entered the league. And Cooper Flagg's the, just the next, the next guy from Boston that's giving it to him. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. You love it. Uh, all right. Yeah, what so, else have we got here? All right. Oh, go ahead, Jake. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, well, GRD. Like, so, um, we don't we don't get a lot of like number one. NBA prospects that come out of like the New England area, right? So Cooper Flag is like, is obviously the top of the list. Are you ready to to captain the ship to get Cooper Flag to Boston? <laughs> well, you know, we, like, what's we it called? Get, the flagship. The, the flagship. flagship. That's right. Let's go. <laughs> no, so to be honest, like that's completely out of our hands. But what I will say is, he's a Celtics fan. I was texting Scout today about, yo, we got to bring this guy to a Celtics game this year. So. I just want him to come into the garden with us and get wild because the kid grew up rooting for the team. We got to show him how the crazy fans get. Well, that's right. Well, so, you know, we're we're getting a little ahead of ourselves. So, like, 2027, 2028, 2029, Cooper Flagg is going to be getting onto that second contract, and that's when the trade (laughs) – That's that's right. When when GRD starts posting the the photoshops of Cooper Flagg in the – in the in the Celtics green, and we then we get the trade trade request machine rolling, and uh, the, oh, we're gonna yeah. take him into his late prime. Cooper Flag entering his prime. <laughs> oh man, the, the garden's gonna be going crazy for that one. So that uh, we're, we're gonna give you the, the you're gonna be the captain of the Cooper Flag ship, right? So the flagship. I've already been planting the seed, bro. I got kids on Instagram sending me pictures of Cooper in Celtics gear already. So we don't even need to Photoshop that shit. It's already on ice. All right, all right. <laughs> All right, awesome. I'm glad to hear it. <laughs> glad to hear that the platform is being leveraged for the right reasons. Besides, right. besides that, the kid is legit, though. The highlights Dude. that I see, he is legit. He makes me jump out of my seat, and he's only sixteen. Holy shit! Dude, I saw some stats from like his most recent like tournament. It's like thirty-eight, twenty. Five assists, five blocks, four steals. Like in three straight games, he had like thirty-eight point triple doubles <laughs> with like twenty boards. And I'm, he's sixteen, and I understand it's high school, but I'm like, 
That's just absurd and, kind of stuff. And he got a twin brother too, and his twin brother is a good hooper just like him. All right, end of the bench. Get him on. You can't have the third two-way <laughs> slot. Let's go. No, no, no. We're not doing no Milwaukee Bucks bullshit in Boston. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You got to do another spot in this city. That's right. <laughs> All right, well, let's let's move on. We want to get to know a little bit more about you, GRD, and and how you've sort of come to be and, and built up your platform. So, like, I'll start by asking you this: like, how did you get to where you are now? Like, presumably, you started as a Celtics fan, just like the rest of us. At some point, you created an Instagram account, and then yada yada yada. Like, now you're here. You've got this huge platform. You know, you regularly photographed with fans. We mentioned earlier you were quote tweeted by Jason Tatum where you seemed to announce like the new colorway of his shoe earlier today. So you sort of, you're intertwined so deeply in Celtics culture. What was the process like of getting from a fan to where you are now? So basically what I can say is this, like I started as a season ticket holder way back then and I just like, I will do everything that I still do but to a very small audience and like I put so much time, so much effort. I met so many different people uh, and I don't know, like I never really thought that it would turn into what I, what I got it to because when I was like, before when I started, nobody really did what I'm doing and like, I don't want to say I'm like media, but I have my certain niche, which is like, I love sneakers. I love hats. I love Nike gear that's coming out. And the, like you said, the sneakers that I posted, like, I love all that stuff. Yeah, dude. So, so that is where I, like, my bread and butter is, like, letting the people know about gear. When I get my own gear, like, I love to, like, show it off what I got in the mail and this and that. And over time, like, that stuff, it was more like, my family would make fun of me for going to the games and spending like $20,000 a year on tickets. So <laughs> I decided to do what I do now to be able to pay for what I do. So like I do things like host a watch party and people come pay like five bucks to watch the game. And like I'm able to monetize it at the minimum and also meet all these people and like form real relationships. I never skipped any steps. I form relationships with some of the players' families. Their families come to these watch parties I host. Um, sometimes family members invite me to games. Game seven, when Tatum dropped 51 on on uh, Philadelphia this year, I was sitting in the family section right next to Jason Tatum's dad the whole game oh, when man. his son was doing what he did. Like Little things like that have made me a bigger fan over the years and stuff. And I'll be honest when I say this, I just did it all because I have like a love for the team and people see it as that. And like, it's opened some crazy amounts of doors, you know? Well, well, wait, tell us about that. What was it like sitting next to Tatum's dad during that? Oh my like, God. I'm like a father. The, yeah. I'm a father. Cool. So it was more like, I got videos on my phone that I posted over time. Yeah. where like Tatum will bury a shot. And I'll pan to his dad and his dad's just like soaking it all in, this and that. <laughs> and me and him are like dapping each other up because his dad is a real hooper too. Justin yeah. Tatum, yeah. He, he got some highlight tapes on the internet and he's been following my page since Tatum was drafted. Like I chop it up with him back and forth now and then. And he's actually 
a scout for one of the Australian teams now. I think uh, yeah, Illawarra Hawks. Exactly. We we were talking about that in the playoffs when Tatum made the record for fifty one points. One of my uh, affiliates that I do work with, uh, they made a bobblehead with him, like commemorating the most points in the game seven. And I got one of the bobbleheads for his dad. So next time I see his dad, I'm gonna give him a nice gift for his for himself to remember it. Nice. That's nice. That's awesome. That's awesome, man. Like But those I, are the yeah. things I live for, bro. Little yeah. stories like that. Like I said, I got a couple of these guys' phone numbers over time and and like in the playoffs when the Celtics were down to Philadelphia in game five, when it was in our house, Jalen Brown's brother was in the in the like you know, in the arena, in the outside, I was yeah, in yeah. there. Not, I wasn't even in my seat because the Celtics were sucking so bad. Like, I had to watch <laughs> it on the TV. I was getting so mad. Me and Quentin Brown were in there, and this guy was flipping out at me. What the fuck? These guys are two 25-year-old guys, and they can't win. Like, <laughs> yo, for players' families to open up to me like that, and, like, that shit is what I live for, bro. So... Yeah. I'm living like a fan's dream, pretty much. Yeah. yeah. Well, it, it does seem like you like have every fan's dream job. Like, when when did you know that it was getting serious for you? Like, I'm just curious to hear at what point did it go from this is a hobby, I'm a big fan, I've got a, a nice little social media following to like, hang on, like I can make a living out of this. Like, first of all, I do not make a living out of this. Like, I don't want little kids to think that what I do is like a uh, stable income. Like, I need health insurance. You need fucking. 401k in this country i got children so i got i got my own company i got my own real job and this and that but uh this is just my fun little hobby that i've turned into what it is now and to answer your question like it was a surreal moment like going to games and just instead of fans wanting to take a picture with like gordon hayward and at a gordon hayward charity event that i helped him with people were starting to line up and take pictures with me. And I was like, what the fuck? I'm just a 30-year-old virgin. Why are these kids like <laughs> me, bro? I'm, I'm a clown, you know? But I eat it up. And honestly, each person that I meet, I, I make a relationship with them and I make them feel like they, they got a brother in Boston, whether they are guys like you from Australia. You come here, we'll go eat where I eat drink what I drink. I'll take care of whoever comes here like they're my own friend forever. And I want them to know like, that's how, that's who I am, who I always been. I never really like, like walk around like with the ego or nothing. I'm, I'm one of the 18,000 in the arena, but when I post things on the internet, a couple more people see it. That's all. Yeah. I mean, like the passion that you have for the team and for what you're doing, I think really comes through in your content, but I think it's really cool for us to, and the people listening to, to get that, to get that today as well. So I uh, really appreciate you sharing all that. So like you get to go to all these games, right? So how, how many games are you getting to per season? And then my second question is like, do you pick up different things being in the, in the stadium versus being at home? Like I went to two games in that 22 playoffs, but I was just more, I, I was just in a state of trance 
being so excited to finally be at the Garden for the first time in my life. I was at the game two, Nets game, where it was a 17 point comeback. Peyton Pritchard, fourth quarter takeover. Damn. So, like, I, I, you know, I was just like, um, you know, having the ecstasy. It was, it was, a, it was, I wasn't actually taking anything, <laughs> anything basketball related in. But do you find that, like, being at the games, you're able to pick up more or different stuff uh, on the court versus like just watching at home? So that's actually a really unique question that I'll answer in a couple of different ways. Like, first and foremost, I'll tell you this. I used to like to go to these games by myself and just go there and get content, content. And I like to just show the people that are not able to go to the games the experience. But then it all changed when all these kids come up to me for a picture. They think I'm like, fucking like I'm the rock or something at the games <laughs> and I I don't ever want to let that get to my head but I want to focus on getting more content and making people that are at home laugh through the phone this that so it's like when I go to a game my head is in like a thousand different directions like I'm getting a message from my friend that lives in California hey can you give me the bobblehead that they're giving away please please <laughs> so I'm like I try to be cool with everybody and make everyone happy at the same time. But also, like, I care about taking some good photos, taking videos, posting them on the Internet before everybody else, this, that. Like, I don't know how to really, like, describe my main game day thing. But I will say I'll also answer the question about how many games I try to go to at least like like 30 regular season games. And then lately in the playoffs, I do not want to miss any playoff game. I got to be in the house for the playoffs. <laughs> of course. But like I told you, I'm self-funded. My Celtics ticket for the season, 15000 for a regular season. If they make it all the way to the finals, the playoffs is another 15000 So my fat ass got to go to work in the morning when, when I come home from the game <laughs> to make the money, you know? So yeah, that, that's my mistake. It just what you do, it looks so illustrious and professional. I just assumed you were making big bank off of it. But uh, you're, you're one of us in that sense and that you Celtics obsession. Yeah, bro. Absolutely I, self-funded. And shout out to all the Aussie fans who have made the pilgrimage over to the States, spending, you know, six, seven thousands. figures to, yeah, to get over there. It's, uh, it's an expensive a visit. for you guys is, is a G right there. Tickets Easy. to a game when you go. I know, I know Jake said he sat upstairs, but most people, when they come, they want to sit good. That's another 500 to 1,000, depending on what game it is. Like, it, oh, yeah, no, I was, I, I was like 15 rows back, and it was, it was, it's expensive, man. It's a, and that was just the first round of the playoffs. I know Ben went to yeah, the finals. Yeah. So. <laughs> so, so, like I told you, sometimes I get to do this sell my seats, make a yeah. couple bucks. So I can keep my family happy so they don't make fun of me for spending all my money on the Celtics. And then maybe one of the players' families shoots me a message saying they got extra ticket. I get to slide in for free. So nice. maybe I'm getting hooked up in that sense over time. Maybe my homie Marcus over here at the pizza stand gives me a free slice of pizza. Little things go. like that. That's what yeah. I do. I'm good yeah, for that. Got it. Love it. In the playoffs, Jalen mentioned that the garden hadn't been loud enough. I think this is in the Heat series. They were coming home for game five, I believe, of the Heat series. Um, they just got it to 3-1, coming back to make it 3-2. And he kind of called the garden out a little bit. Um, you'll know better than us. I thought I felt it 
through the TV, through round one and two a little bit as well, that the garden wasn't quite the same level as the year previous. Um, what was your assessment of the, the garden crowd in this year's playoffs? So first and foremost, when you say that, you're attacking my character. You're attacking <laughs> something personal. That's like talking about my family right there. But I'll say this. I don't believe Jalen Brown was being like, like in a bad way. He was no. just trying to get the people going. You feel me? But if you ask me, I'll talk about what we just talked about. The ticket prices are at an all-time high. Mm-hmm. The in the the effed up thing is people are paying the ticket prices on the aftermarket, this and that. So that has to do with this drunk Joe from Brockton going to the game and they can't go and buy a ticket in the balcony for like 50 bucks like they used to, 40 bucks anymore. Mm-hmm. It's usually now it's like 100 bucks to get in, then 20 bucks a beer. Shit. Yeah. It's, a, it's expensive. So that is definitely what is being... I, I read about it a lot on the internet and like the real fans are getting bought out, unfortunately. And mm-hmm. I'm not saying that fans don't got money because there's fans like me that will pay the penny and they'll scream their head off from the beginning of the game till the end. But if you ask me, that's definitely like uh, a factor these days. I, I think that's definitely having an impact. I have my own theory in that. The team last year was because they played so badly in the first half of the season and then we took off in the second half. Like the Celtics were 50 to 1 to win the, the title like halfway I through know, the year. I had them on that shit. Me too. <laughs> Me too. Because well, look, because every every week there was a game where you're like, this team ha- is is awesome. I'm I'm a, I'm a hundred percent sure that this They'll team beating everybody by 20. Yeah. And so when Until we got to the playoffs. Until oh, when? Yeah, I don't want to talk yeah, about Minnesota that. Minnesota Sunday night yeah. game where Rob got hurt. Yeah, oh, yeah. I man. feel like a piece of me died that day. Yeah. Oh yes, but, but he, he, <laughs> and 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 they never quite got back to that level. But like, I, I think from a crowd perspective and a fan perspective, there was this like coming to the playoffs. There was like, um, there was an underdog vibe to it more so than. Then now that they're like the perennial favorites, it's a different kind of fan experience where every time you win a game, it feels like relief. And then also this team recently, they kept dropping games that they shouldn't have, which did happen last season. But like the first round of the playoffs last year, they sweep the nets, all good games, but they they locked in and they got the games they needed to get. This year against the Hawks, they they take it to six. They have that disgusting game five game in Boston where they choke away a lead, which happened multiple times in the playoffs. So I feel like the Celtics crowd had like this like nervousness, just like they felt like the Celtics were going to shit themselves and they were kind of proven correct. And I think that does impact the psyche of like 18,000 people because it starts to ripple. You know, one guy next to you says, oh, here we, here we go again. Some dude in the elevator is like, oh, they're going to piss away this lead again too. And it's like, it's, it starts to ripple. That's my theory. And I'm hoping that this season they take care of business in those moments to build confidence back in the fan base and in the crowd. That fucking impacted me at home, man. I'm a, a happy guy. <laughs> no, I walk around happy, like joyous. I, I love my life. And all through April, May, I was, I was not in a good place. I wasn't sleeping. I was waking up in the middle of the night. My wife's checking on me my my daughter's vibing with me weirdly i was just not in the right headspace <laughs> but i can only imagine what that does to eighteen thousand people in an arena who are completely absolutely convinced that the celtics are gonna piss a 10 point league down their lead down their leg in the final four <laughs> minutes of a game so i don't know does that ring true when you're in the arena GRD? so these are all good things 
all good points. I respect them. But a relationship with the Celtics and me, it's like a, that girlfriend that cheats on you and then you go back to her all the time. You always think they're going to win, though. I always, oh, yeah. I go into every damn <laughs> yeah. game thinking like, yo, there's no way in hell they're going to lose to Atlanta in game five. We're going crazy in the stands for them. And then when they do, yeah, I'm <laughs> devastated. That, that's the complex that we all deal with as, as human beings. So a couple of questions. About, to, go ahead. How about when we was playing the Magic, this, that, the OKC Thunder a couple yeah, yeah. of years ago, losing to those? That shit makes me more angry than it should. Yeah, because <laughs> that, those games wrap up at like midday here. And I mean, first of all, I don't know how you guys go to sleep after those games, but we've got to wander around I don't. In, in, in the world like we care about other things for the rest of the day when those losses happen here. And it's very, very hard. It's very difficult. Um, all right. Yeah, my things- kids could put themselves to sleep. This, yeah. that, now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dad's busy tonight. Uh, all right. A couple of things to wrap up on here. Um who is the worst fan base to deal with from your perspective, and why is it Philly? <laughs> Philly is a layup, but I'm going to go to another extent. I'm really sick and tired of the Miami Heat bullshit. Fair. They think that they deserve <laughs> Dame Lillard, this, that. They, they crying all over the internet. They think that they really beat us in Game 7 when it was all because Tatum That's got right. his leg twisted. I'm still pissed that we didn't make history. Mm-hmm. It's a bunch of 60-year-old guys with 20-year-old girlfriends in the stadium <laughs> over there. Um, but I will say this about Philly. I went there this year. There was a couple little kids there, like, no older than 10 years old, following me around, like, flipping me off. This I saw this. Yeah, yeah. yeah, man. They got some crazy people over there. I can't wait to go back over there. <laughs> and you know why that. I like to go there? Because it's like David versus Goliath. Every time I go there, the Celtics fucking win. I like that shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. ah. <laughs> that is the best part of that relationship is that we literally yeah. always yeah. win. I, we do was there when they, I was there when those stupid idiots dropped confetti. Blah, blah, <laughs> blah. All these people walking out of there like they just went to a funeral. And they fucking did the next game. Celtics lost, but then they won the one after that. So they went to their own funeral. That's right. So good. That's like the biggest piece of Celtics memorabilia that I wish I had in my life is a, a piece of that confetti. I know Sam Jam Packard like yeah, he does. brags he does about some. having some of it at his house. Oh, man, I wish I could have caught some of that. Um, well, that right. game is crazy. Like thinking today on that game, like there's been like numerous like podcasts like talking about that game, this, that. But in the moment, it was Cinco de Mayo, I believe. I was on another level of craziness that day. The last thing I would ever think about is getting a piece of that. So that is epic that <laughs> dude's got that shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Now to wrap up here, GID, what, like we haven't won a championship since 2008, which is what, like 15 years now, which is a crazy drought. What would a Celtics championship celebration look like for Green Run State? Geez, over the years, I've definitely matured a little bit. I changed. I'm not really, I don't drink anymore for two years now. I'm a behaved boy. But I believe if the Celtics win Ben 18, I might go into a different level. <laughs> a I might go wild. I will say this. I'm going into every single bag I have to get my fat ass on a duck boat. That's what I care nice. about. Oh, I got this relationship with this guy. 
I had Gordon Hayward and his wife already say they would have brought me if they would have won when he was on the team. <laughs> I got a couple <laughs> of players right now that they don't even know what the hell a duck bowl parade is, but they got <laughs> messages between me and them saying they'll bring me on the duck bowl when they win. <laughs> so I'll, I'll, I don't care what I got to do. I'll be on the duck bowl for that parade. That's right. We'll, we'll, we'll go live from Australia, and then we'll, we'll bring you in from the duck boat. It'll, yeah, be, we'll, we'll it'll be legendary. It'll be great. But <laughs> bigger than that, I tell all my friends, because I'm not just my the only crazy fan. We got hundreds of GRDs out there like me that they don't care about social media, this, that. But I tell all those people, I'm renting a couple duck boats, and we're going to have a Celtics fan parade too right after the Celtics have this. <laughs> And that's on that's on everything. I care about that. I will do that shit for the city. There's that one guy. He's in the stands every day. He wears like the the suit and the chain. Sometimes I feel like he's he's wearing like a mohawk thing. Am I misremembering that? There's one guy. That's my boy Nate. Dog. That's right. Okay. I was like, he's got around before the games in his green. uh, Yeah. Corvette. Hell yeah. That's my boy Nate. I love it. That's every single. Every single game, this guy after the game lighting one up too. He's the man. I like Nate Dog. <laughs> I like Look, Nate Dog too. If there's a fan based duck boat parade, Jake, we might have to get on a plane. Yeah, uh, from I that, think so. that will be well worth it, right there. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, there's oh, some man. characters in Celtics Nation. That's oh yeah, I've met a few of them in my time. I've been over there uh, <laughs> a b- bunch of times. First time in 2011, so I've had the pleasure of going to TD Garden. Uh, I've spent way too much money, and somehow I still convinced my wife to marry me. And uh, we're about <laughs> to head over to summer league uh, in what next July in Vegas as well, and we'll blow a whole bunch more cash on that as well. So um, um, prayers up for my my relationship with my I, wife. There. I really do <laughs> like what they've been doing with summer league yeah. about making it like. Uh, it's definitely something to go to. They have more than just the games going on nowadays. Yeah. Yeah. yeah hell yeah. Oh, really looking forward that's to that. That's awesome. Well, look, Green Runs Deep. Look, you were the first person, Celtics person, outside of the actual team that I followed on, on social media. So it's, it's really nice for this to come full circle and to have you on the podcast. <laughs> you're my, you're my first brother from Reddit, my man. You're my Let's guy. Go. There you go. Shout out to Celtics <laughs> Reddit podcast. Uh, look, absolutely love the content that you're bringing, man. The energy that you're putting out into the world every day. Uh, it was a pleasure to have you on, man. Thank you so much. First to the floor, baby. Thank you for my first time on the party. And I'm coming back on here too. You Let's know it, man. Let's get it. Looking forward to it. All right. Now, look, if you're not already following Green Runs Deep, you really should be at Green Runs Deep on Instagram or at CelticsGRD on Twitter. That's going to do it for this one. Thank you so much for joining us. Next week, we're back with live Celtics trivia. So make sure you subscribe to our YouTube channel to so jump on as a live audience member for that one. Jake, love your work, mate. Until next time, go Celtics. Go Celtics.